construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Okay, everybody, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Flagstick Podcast, sponsored by Golf PEI. Golf Prince Edward Island is Canada's premier golf destination, boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country with over 400, count them, 400 fairways, closer than you can possibly imagine, top-tier accommodations and exquisite culinary experiences. It is the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. So book of a golf vacation or tee times at golfpei.ca. Um, the social media, follow us across all of it. Uh, Instagram X. See, I'm not even going to say the Twitter thing anymore, but I just did. But not I'm not going to say the thing. It's like everybody knows it's dumb X and Facebook and TikTok and strings and threads and buttons and whatever. Um, we're not on Snapchat. Anyway, subscribe to us on Spotify, <laughs> Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We really do encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's the big one, one of the big yep. ones. Um, like us, click the notification bell, and make sure you never miss a single episode. Ever. I think we actually have a Snapchat account. I just don't think I've ever done it. I asked one of my kids, uh, my youngest, Brandon, obviously, I said, yeah, should I get a Snapchat account? He said, that's, he said, that's cringe. So okay. I, I guess, well, I guess that go. means that that's like, 53 year old men yeah. should not have snapchat accounts I don't well, it's, know. It, it's it's really interesting i mean every platform is different and the audience is different on each and you know we have to cater our content to that as well so um, well that's the but, thing is that we do have we do have you know the younger generation are followers viewers audience in general so you kind of have to go where they are and you i guess I'm try to speak my to other microphone in Okay, well, you do whatever you got to do there. Um, we did say that we we're gonna we were looking forward to doing the podcast to take our mind off of the white stuff that fell yesterday uh, or last night, and um, I said, uh, yeah, and I said, well, we'll take our mind off it at least until I talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it. I am not happy right now. Here we are, two weeks away from the Ottawa Gatineau Golf Expo, and for people that don't know, that's where we are located in, in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And we always know we're always going to get some this kind of year or this time of year. Uh, I think we've got lucky in the last little bit. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, we don't see a lot more, and hopefully, as we slide our way towards that golf show, that uh, we don't see a lot come that weekend, and people are excited to, uh, you know, stop by and say hello. Well, that's that's always the that's always the big thing, right? I mean, some years I remember there's been years where it's been like minus forty, mm -hmm. uh, hasn't been a lot of snow, but it's sure. been super cold. And there's yep. other years where we get a snowstorm the night before. Um, like it's just I don't know. You'd think by March the first that you'd you'd be kind of able to start talking about spring. You, I mean, look at it's it's February the what sixteenth. Yeah, come on! It's still it's, winter. It's still February. Like, I know, but, but people were golfing in southwestern Ontario last week. Yeah, weekend, well, so. nobody likes people in southwestern Ontario. No, oh boy, just, just kidding! <laughs> wow, only it's because hard. you're golfing and we're not. But I apologize uh, in advance. <laughs> why are you apologizing in advance to the people in southwestern Ontario? Oh, <laughs> people get it. Don't don't go just, on social media telling people like I'm I'm bashing southwestern Ontario I'm not I'm just making a joke because they're golfing and we're not so 
chill out, relax. Everybody's good. We got a show to do. That'll be a good clip. Yeah, what do we got going on? It'd be a good clip. Great. Yeah. Okay. That would be one of the ones, Scott, that we don't pick. <laughs> okay. All right, noted. t-shirt boy. No. All right. You don't like the t-shirt today? I mean, the t-shirt's fine. It's a little casual. I mean, it's Friday. Uh, I'm not casual. Gonna lie. It's a podcast. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's a podcast. I mean, I take some pride in my appearance. Oh my god! I'll wear a suit next time. And that's overkill. <laughs> okay. Even a tie enough. is overkill. I can say even a dress shirt is overkill. I think for this, for yeah, what okay. we're doing here, a t-shirt's fine. I'm just—it's yeah. like the southwestern Ontario thing. I'm sure. just kidding. Next, I'm just kidding. Okay, so we we got a show to do. I guess so. And I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, judging so. from the uh, the little tidbit that you threw in in the back nine there, like, um, we're going to start off. Let's catch up on some stuff, some news and whatnot, some hot topics maybe. Um, and on the back nine, with it being sort of uh, Valentine's Day week, uh, we thought we'd talk about what we love or things that we love about golf. You know, uh, well, I'll explain why when we get to that. I mean, of I course, it's more, it's more than Valentine's, but uh, yeah, it's prompted by just some other stuff of late. So, anyways, okay, we'll all get right, to so it. we'll get to that in the back nine, but let's get to the front nine. Uh, presented by Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Golf season is closer than you think, so don't wait, start preparing now for upcoming golf. Buy your memberships, join leagues. Purchase the game packs and get ready to hit the first tee in the spring with balls in your pocket and a little bit extra money in your wallet. Uh, visit MetcalfGolf.com uh, to shop for that now. Okay. Are you getting excited about golf yet? I am. Play, you know like what? I actually grass. am a little bit. I am a little bit. I mean, um, you know, I mean, hockey season is never really over for for me with the with the coaching and the instruction stuff but much sure. like you know as a golf instructor yourself as a pro you're you're teaching all winter but you don't stop teaching in the summer no of course you know not. i i i do a lot of coaching in the winter for hockey and i do a lot of on ice uh semi-private and private in uh, skills instruction sessions but then i do a lot of that com. stuff because that's the hockey what's that Butterhockey.com. Butterhockey.com. Yeah, butterhockey. It's funny. I've never shamelessly, I've never shamelessly plugged that before. But yes, butterhockey.com. If anybody's uh, looking to see That's what B -A -U -D -E -R. I got going on. Yes, yes. Don't let the golf uh, golf attire and golf stuff behind you fool you. I uh, I am a hockey guy as well. Um, that said, yes, I am kind of. Well, I was. Anyway, I'm, I'm well. I'm, you still can I'm, be. I am, but I'm. I mean, I get up this morning and I got to deal with clearing three driveways, and it's like you know, I was thinking, you know, God, this is you know, then the hitting net area in the back was all clear. You know, I was thinking about you know the idea of getting some balls, some warm balls out of the out of the stock pile in my office here, and go out and hitting some freshies, and uh, then no, now the net. The, the sagging because of the snow and I got to go knock the snow off of it and clear a path to it. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So um, a, a, a little bit of a setback, you know? Yeah, minor. You know, but next week it's warm again. Snow yeah. is melting again. And who knows? Maybe it's done for good. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Okay. 
uh, hot topic. Mm. Hot topic. Hot Definitely. topic. Uh, for a number of different reasons. Obviously, <laughs> one little discussion about the event. Mm-hmm. Two, more discussion about the winner of the event. Um, mm. The uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open yep. uh, finished up last weekend. Did you watch much of it? I did. Um, I did. I watched a fair bit of it the first, uh, well, what I could of the first two rounds. I mean, there was the sure. uh, the little bit of a, um, yeah. But the final round and the finish and, and I guess in, in the conclusion of the uh, the third round yeah. uh, on, on Sunday, that was uh, an end of the playoff. Yeah. That, well, you kind of get Nick Taylor. Let, sorry. Let's kind of get to the point here. Uh, Nick Taylor, Canadian wins yeah great playoffs in dramatic fashion again Mm -hmm. i mean the guy just can't go out and win a tournament he's got he's got to do it he's got to do it where he he's got your his heart pumping which i'm sure he was but he was probably more calm in the moment than the rest of us were maybe you know because we really wanted him to win and you know i like charlie hoffman too so it it didn't upset me Mm -hmm. uh you know to to see i wouldn't have been upset either way yeah, agreed. You know, one way or the other, but I mean, it's the way he seems to win. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know he he birdies three of the last four in regulation and two playoff holes. Yeah. So so five consecutive birdie hole birdies. Well, five birdies in six. Sorry, holes. sorry five birdies in six holes. Yeah. And and like, it's yeah. pretty extraordinary yeah, under plus, that kind of pressure, right? It, I mean, yeah. Plus he hit it tight. I mean, within all those holes, he hit it within 15 feet on all those holes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just the way he was doing and playing and, and you know, he finished second here last year. Um, so, you know, he was one up again. The, the funny part is he actually, he won less money for winning it this year than he went for second last year because it was a signature event last year, which is, but whatever, besides the point. Um, well, he gets the point. He FedEx yeah. points too. Right? Yeah, he, so. he got he got the win, uh, fourth career win, and you know, at age 35 now. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was exciting. I know for a lot of Canadians, it kept them from uh maybe watching the Super Bowl. I was watching both at, at the same yeah, time. I was flip-flopping a little yeah, bit, yeah, although yeah. I was less interested in the Super Bowl, I gotta admit. Yeah, but uh, you know, but it was great, great to see. Uh, Nick do that. He said, uh, you know, follows his dramatic playoff win at the uh, the Canadian Open last year. And, you know, he joins a, a pretty good group now for for Canadians that have won at least four times on the PGA Tour in, in uh, Stephen Ames, Al Balding and Mike Weir. Um, that, that puts him in an in upper stratosphere and, and yeah. kind of a step up i mean he jumped into uh into the top 30 in the uh the world rankings uh jumped into third in the international team rankings for the president's cup which obviously is one of his goals this year and and put some higher up as well in the rankings to uh to make the olympic team yeah later on this year and those are all big things for him and you know at 35 um you just never know what's ahead of you you can play this game for a long time yeah um, sure but you can. just you just never know. And this is a guy that was the world number one amateur uh, years ago, and uh, you know, obviously that puts a lot of expectations on somebody. And maybe he didn't quite have the start to his career that he would have hoped. But boy, oh boy, he's come on in the last few years. Confidence, eh? I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a big thing once you start building that confidence. Um, yeah, you know, some some amazing things can happen for sure. And um, I know Adam Hadwin has similar goals this year. 
Um, it was kind of funny to see him standing on the sidelines and not running out under the green. <laughs> Chose not to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Given the yeah. event that he was at, that might not have ended well either. So, yeah. Well, you know, speak- if it was bad at the Canadian Open, the RBC Canadian <sighs> Open, can you imagine how bad it would have been from a security yeah. standpoint if he'd have tried it at the WM? I mean, it was such a wild week, too. I mean, it started off with really bad weather, which, you know, ended up kind of pushing on a lot of things and pushing a lot of extra spectators in there. And, mm-hmm. you know, the organizers have already said, you know, things got out of hand a little bit a little um, bit it, well they had to deny people access to it because they had too many people in there they stop serving out. alcohol they had to and... stop serving alcohol um you know the calls for service uh you know were up almost more than 50 percent for the police uh for the event arrests they had 54 arrests related to the event um 211 ejections this year over 102 last year and there people was were, people were just climbing over fences. So there was, was one just, wow. angle showing yeah. Nick Taylor's putt. Oh yeah, on I saw it. With, with, the with guy the holding hammered. his buddy up, and yeah, there, yeah, two yeah. of them were hammered out of their mind. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, you know, now, okay, let's not panic here, people. Yeah. This is not this is not Happy Gilmore coming to life. No, no, no. Okay. People have to realize it's not, they, it's not, they are the exception, not the norm. Yes, very, very much so they are the exception, yeah. not the rule. This is just one of those events, and it has never been as bad as it was. Right. So we haven't had – we've always had these conversations about how crazy it can get there. Yeah. Um, but this is the worst that it's been. So mm-hmm. you would think okay. – that from an organizational standpoint, you you do everything you can to prepare for the for situations. I don't think as an organizer, given the history that you've had to work with, that you could have predicted the the way it would have escalated this year. So that give that said, the organizers, I'm sure, will look back on this year and they'll prepare for a much worse scenario next year that they can control it before it gets out of hand. So I would look to next year that the that this event kind of goes back to being a little bit crazy, but not over the top, much like it's been in the past. I don't think you'll ever see it this bad again. I really don't. But yeah, the Thunderbirds, Good Lord. It, obviously, they're a charitable organization. They're trying <laughs> to raise money for charity, you know, but they've already released a couple of statements relative to it. And, you know, yeah, they're going to they're going to look into it from a planning perspective. You just don't want a few bad eggs to ruin it for everyone else, be it their, you know, their interaction with spectator or their interaction with the players, things like that. Yes. So definitely, as you said, they, they've just got to be more proactive in in you know, kind of figuring out what will probably happen or could happen and how they're going to control that without uh, diminishing, you know, the spectator experience. Uh, Because you got to remember when some of these people pull some of these things, it it makes it worse for some other people as well. Um, You know, yes, all fun and games. Great for one week a year. We've talked about it, you know, in the past or whatever. But as you said, I I think the ending thing is, you know, the, the, people from the waste management are going to look at it and and figure out how it can be better for next year and and just to you know maintain the spirit of it but also you know to have it something be positive and not let the negative negative take or negative narrative take over okay let's talk about the tiger in the room yeah (laughs) (laughs) the tiger in the room the tiger in the room uh as we know uh it is uh it is um the uh uh tigers uh hosting this weekend uh yep. the genesis um and he's returning to play now obviously we're 
we're recording on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't teed off yet today. By the time people, you know, get into this podcast, they're either going to be finished this round or they're right. going to be starting yeah. the third round. Or if you're listening to it really late, they could be finished the golf tournament completely. Tiger's doing okay. He, uh, he is uh, one over. Um, kind of nice went shake. up and down, back nice and forth. Shake. Oh man, birdies, bogeys, birdie, but bogey, birdie, bogey, birdie. For bogey. a guy who hasn't played a lot, that's sort of what you expect. Well, I look at you know, it's kind of funny because I look at, I look at who's in the event now obviously it is a limited field event um but he's not dead last but i look at who's the in the event and who's who he's even with who's just ahead of him and who's just below him is the the guys that are just ahead of him and just below him are ranked higher than him obviously right now they've won they're they're actively playing week after week after week and are, are solid players but they're not playing as well as he is and he hasn't played golf and like meaningful golf in, in mm-hmm. forever, really. So um, since the, since he withdrew from the Masters, wasn't it? Well, that's for an official PJ tour. Yeah, event, but he did he did play obviously the the you know the hero challenge, the hero in, right in the okay. fall. Yeah. So, um, but I guess the big thing is first event back in forever, and he's no longer sporting the TW uh, Nike uh, clothing. Uh, yeah, he and, is... they, and they chose this week to obviously debut the line. They'd had an event there on Monday. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously him coming back and playing, that's where they're going to have to debut it. So the new clothing line is uh, is uh, is in partnership with or is with TaylorMade. Yep. Um, and it is called Sunday Red. And you no, you're not hearing that incorrectly. It's three not su- it's not Sunday Red. It is three words: Sunday Red. Um, the logo features a uh, stylized tiger. Mm-hmm. with stripes and um for those that have stripes. read about this uh whether it be on flagstick.com or whether they've read it on other sources um the meaning behind the the logo uh is that the stripes on the tiger represent the majors that tiger has won um so so and far. if he were to win more majors there is nothing to say that they won't update or modify the logo to accommodate for said majors yeah, um, exactly. There is an explanation actually given for the reason why the words are mm-hmm. split up. Um, you know, the, we got a lot of stuff to go over in the podcast. I don't think yeah. we'll get into the details of no. why they're doing it. I think I think explaining why they're doing it is important uh, so that people understand why they do it. But I think for the most part, um, people, they're not really going to be... Um, that taken in by the explanation i think they'll look at it i mean i don't know people buy clothing i buy clothing because i like how the clothing looks i like maybe the price Mm -hmm. point i like the logo um i like the old tw logo i kind of at first i wasn't i was kind of not sure about the tiger doesn't it 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 does like when okay so here's the thing i'm very much an icon uh type logo person if you look at flagstick um flagstick flagstick.com whatever our brands are you look at our logo you see in the g that there is a, there's a flag mm-hmm. and that flag is obviously representing flagstick now that flag is also in an icon that you see as a favicon on our website it's our social media logo sure i'm very much um identified by uh, you identify your brand by that icon that yeah, icon becomes you... representable Right. Um, much like the swoosh, much like 
you know, sure. TaylorMade's pick, pick logo, one. the T and TaylorMade, you could pull mm -hmm. it away by itself, you know that that's TaylorMade. So yep. when I look at the the Sunday Sunday red, it's, see it's too it's too hard. So Put the words to, back together. <laughs> you don't even have to say it. That no. Way, so. so the SDR, um, yep. which is actually what they're kind of going for here, to be honest with you. If you look at the the logo, mm -hmm. they, you see the tiger by itself. You see the tiger with the SDR and a triangle around it. Mm -hmm. um, and there are some instances where you see the three words together. But I think for me, I would certainly, I like the 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 icon like i yeah, like the and, tiger and, i think I'd, when you I'd, put, him, I'd get a hat with that on it kind of yeah. like the old slashinger hat with the you know yeah, when you see him playing with it and obviously you know that that logo on his chest the logo on the hat and you see it in an application mm -hmm. it starts to look a lot different than just seeing it by itself and and naturally here's the thing people will always and and, and marketing people know this initially because it's a change Mm -hmm. People will always have negativity towards it because it's different from what they've had before. Mm -hmm. But I've already seen within just this week alone, I've already seen people softening their stance. There's certainly there's going to be the same internet trolls and stuff that are out there, um, you know, just saying stuff, whatever. And, and but, you know, not really having an informed opinion, but you're starting to see more people sort of soften once they see it on them, once they see it on more products, yeah. once they, see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and as a result of that, you know, that, that changes that appearance to it. Now, does that mean the brand will be successful? That's hard to say because that brand, that logo alone doesn't define, you know, what's going to happen from a business. Day. No, but you know what they have going for them that, um, that other companies that might be starting up clothing lines, aside from the fact that it is Tiger Woods. Tiger, yeah. <laughs> There's a there's there's a boatload of marketing dollars, mm -hmm. and yeah. there's a a huge team of people behind mm -hmm. this that are figuring it all out, sure. and have they have you know the social media um, mm -hmm. network already in place? Like it, it's it's a recipe for success, mm -hmm. and the fact that Tiger is the figurehead behind the whole thing, obviously. Um, is uh it, it it's going to be i mean it's going to be similar to um when uh uh with uh, the shark mm -hmm. you know that was an iconic logo and it's still being used today certainly not to the level that it was when when yeah, it's owned uh, by a separate it's owned was, by a separate he was the top guy in the world but yeah it's owned by a separate company now yeah. um we should real you know people should realize here too um you know TaylorMade has done a separate business unit for this yes. it's not running from the Carlsbad headquarters it's run from San Clemente they have a whole bunch of extra team people that are involved in it but they do have as a, as I know personally some of the key people behind it that are doing the photography, social media, and so forth. People that I know from, from TaylorMade that are involved with that aspect of it, they know what they're doing. They also have had experience of working with Tiger now since 2017. Mm -hmm. So they know so, sort of things that are happening there. I think the initial line and where we'll see things go, I mean, May 1st is when it comes out. It's going to live digitally at first. So we're talking direct to consumer at, at the first uh, uh, you know, time when they're coming out. 
they're talking about premium price points to start with, mm-hmm. but we're also hearing future expansion to women's and kids and, you know, possibly there's some other price points. So let's not assume that all of a sudden it's going to be 250 to 350 us cashmere, uh, sweaters for everyone. Yes, they are making those. And obviously tiger is wearing those, but I, I would hazard a guess, uh, and I'll call it a wise guess is that this will expand a lot more, from what you're seeing right now and start to reach into different price points, different consumer markets and, you know, drive some success that way. And in talking to uh, one of the past staff marketing members from the Nike team, who now uh, is independent and, and was actually at the debut on Monday, um, he's highly expecting that Tiger will reach into his network of sports people, celebrities, uh, oh, military no people, all sorts of different other people to touch on different markets. So we shouldn't just look at this from a, you know, a golf lens. Uh, you have to think of it as something bigger. So if you're going to pigeonhole it after, you know, a few days and say, you know, it's going to be a flop. Um, I think you might want to give it some time mm-hmm. and, and really think of the big picture and, and where it could go here. I don't see it being a flop. I mean, yeah. it's to, it's uh, TaylorMade's an extraordinary company um, from a marketing perspective. They're uh, obviously they're a big partner of ours in a lot of things that we do, um, and uh, you know, I think that they just know what they're doing. Yeah, and and Agreed. because of that, they'll make the, this. This is going to work. It's going to yeah, work. This is this is not a direct to consumer project from somebody sitting in their basement. Exactly, and the tiger right. is the tiger icon is is. I'm starting to dig it. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. it. I'm digging the SDR. I'm digging the name. The three word thing is uh, is going to be yeah. an acquired taste. It, but but be... when you understand why they did it, yeah, you'll yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get yeah. it. It just yeah. It, it yeah. still might take some time for you to kind of like oh, I don't get I don't I don't yeah you know I, I, I like it say, I don't I, like it. I would just caution anybody you know come back to this in six months yeah and, and tell me what you think then exactly exactly. All right. Okay, enough cool. enough about Sunday Red. Um, let's talk about more Canadians. Um, mm-hmm. We want to get through a couple more things before we have to take a break. Uh, yep. But uh, more Canadian success at the U uh, in the U.S. in the uh, collegiate ranks. Yep. Um, like this is this is becoming this is just <laughs> becoming a norm a, the norm for uh, for Canadians in in you know in the NCAA. Yeah, we've got, uh, we had wins uh, just in the last couple of days. Uh, Karis Bake uh, from Langley, BC, uh, plays at Gonzaga. She's now the sixth woman to win at a D1 level uh, this year individually. Haley McLaughlin uh, competes at D2 at Wingate. She's a grad student down there. She picked up a win. And then Hunter Thompson, who's from Calgary, uh, picked up an individual win. He plays at Michigan. Uh, so, you know, it's just great to see. And, and there was even more, but I think this week, uh, our timeline on X was just polluted with a uh, college finishes still is today. Uh, but it's, it's great. And a big shout out as well to a number of uh, coaches uh, who reached out in the last couple of days uh, who are endeavoring to make sure they pass on their results now, which uh, it's great to see. Um, I'm we are that... on the map. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we've been doing this for a while and it's, and it's nice to see uh, those coaches recognize that, uh, you know, they need to expose their players a little bit more to some publicity and that they deserve it. And unfortunately we just can't get to everything. There are so many different, I mean, there's 1200 schools in the U S alone. Um, so trying to track everything between D one, D two and AIA, D three, uh, obviously Canadian CCC, uh, CCAA, um, and O O U sports, U sports, everything. I mean, it's just, uh, it, but it's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. It's a good problem 100%. to have. Good problem to have. Um, so recently 18 pros were named to uh, team Canada golf Canada named their pros, uh, mm-hmm. that will be assisting with the development team, uh, with development, uh, team Canada. Um, I, uh, do you want to list them? Do you want to go through the list or the, yeah, it's a pretty I mean, long list, but do you it want is to go a long ahead? list. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll rip through. Yeah, just really run, run through the list. Sure. On the women's side, we have Bridget Thibault. We have Maddie Zarek, Modemi LeBlanc and Selena Costable. Uh, on the team Canada men's side, AJ Ewart, Brendan McDougal, Chris, Chris Alago, Etienne Papineau, Johnny Trevally, Jared Dutois, Jivan Shahoda, uh, Joey Savoie, Matt Anderson, Max, Sek- Max Sekulik, um, Miles Creighton, Noah Steele, Stuart McDonald, uh, Shooter Shan, Yelamaraju, and Thomas Giroux. So a uh, good squad there. Actually, you know, there's, you know, been a pleasure to follow a lot of these uh, players from their junior days all the way up. And, uh, you know, they're having some more success even this week. Um, we'll see where today ends up, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, Jared's playing well on the Asian tour. Matt Anderson is leading the event out in California and Noah Steele's also playing in a final group today down in Texas. So um, these kids are kids are, I call them kids. Some of them are in their mid twenties now, but uh, you know, a great squad for team Canada and, and uh, you know, it looks good for the future of, of team Canada and the success of these players. Okay, now um, big news in Canadian women's golf. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, the um, Canadian women's golf participation festival and go- and pro golf championship series ex- is expanding for twenty twenty four. Yeah, um, the uh, she plays golf was uh, it was successfully piloted in uh, Cal- across Calgary as part of the Glencoe Invitational in twenty twenty three, and new events will also be conducted in both Greater Vancouver and Greater Toronto this summer. Yeah. Um, the uh, She Plays Golf uh, is a uh, citywide celebration of women's golf anchored in each host market by a $60,000 uh, Canadian dollar professional golf championship contested over 54 holes yeah. um, for a field of 60 pros and elite amateurs as well. Um, the uh, the uh, enhanced, uh, these, these enhanced championships um, the uh, the Peloton Glencoe Invitational, uh, Golf BC Group BC Women's Open, Aurora PGA Women's Championship of Canada will be newly linked together in uh, in a um, uh, she plays golf championship series, marking a rebirth yep. of professional women's golf tour yep. in Canada. Yeah. So what we're going to see now is these will uh, lead back into exemptions. Uh, for the CBKC Women's Open. Um, obviously, these events existed, but now they're linked together. And then uh, in concert with that, as you mentioned, uh, piloted last year was this golf participation festival that occurred <clears throat> at Glencoe, uh, where basically there's all sorts of programming for women and girls recreational level just you know players that are looking to explore the game for the first time and they're going to be hosting those at all of these events so they'll have it in concert with it so it's not just a tournament for you know the 60 pros and those elite amateurs there's whole all sorts of activations that will be taking place uh which is great and, and really it builds upon 
uh, a couple of different programs that have been run in different provinces as well. And Golf Canada obviously recognizes that, you know, that's happened. Golf and Tacos, uh, the Women's Play Golf Initiative in, in Ontario. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just good to see overall and it's nice to see it back. Obviously, they're still seeking, you know, more corporate sponsorship for this. But, you know, as they know, with the rise of things like the support for the PWHL uh, and, and so forth, there are huge examples here um, of you know, women's pro sports that are happening in Canada and, and sponsors that are getting behind them. And I think this is a big opportunity as well for, for uh, corporations at a, at a relatively low cost compared to some of the other things that they might be getting involved with. Cool. Um, okay. So we got a couple minutes here before we have to go to break. And I just want to touch on some, some equipment stuff. Um, sure. And we're not going to no get into too much detail here. <laughs> no. What's that? There's no shortage of that. Yeah, so, no, yeah. no doubt. Um, We've uh, uh, we don't want to get too much detail on these right now. We will talk about them individually over the course of some pre- some future shows. But you can get everything you want uh, information on wise on these products from flagstick.com. Yeah. Uh, obviously, all the full info is up there. But uh, um, just a couple of interesting ones. Um, mm-hmm. Strixon, yes, uh, is uh, you know released a limited edition black I, chrome. I knew, them. I knew you. God, I love these things. That. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't sent the email yet, but I am going to. Um, I want, I want. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, uh, I have a mixed bag of stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I do have, um, I, I do have some Strix on stuff. I knew these would get your attention. I do have I some Strix on stuff in my bag, and yeah. and I and I really do like them a lot. And I don't mm-hmm. change yeah. equipment a lot, but when I I did, so there's two things of you know interest to me one was the the these irons i have zx7 irons in my bag uh, yep, just great the chrome ones love them they're great play mm-hmm. well with them but i must have the black ones <laughs> the, some sometimes it's got nothing I to do must. with performance i haven't had oh, hell yet. no this is not a, it's, they're, <laughs> they're, they're really gonna sex, per, they're gonna they're perform really the same looking. they're gonna perform and, the same they just yeah. look differently yeah and the other thing i love is the uh and this wasn't uh so much a new thing right now but the 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 woods with the mat uh oh you like oh the mat my finish. gosh yeah versus uh, i have the sh- i have the sort of shiny the gloss, finish the, the gloss glossy finish, finish yeah. and i love them but yeah matte finish that's a big thing i mean i i think in the past we've done some surveys and stuff on it but you know i i think people are either a matte person or a gloss person well, ping has always been matte. for the most part the matte finish and and right. I, i've always really liked the look of of, yeah. of ping clubs um yeah. even when taylor made had the white the 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 white it mm-hmm. was a it was not a shiny white no it was sort of a matte finish matte white finish. Yeah. so it's the same and i like that versus some of the other ones that were the 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 uh the glossy white um yeah. speaking of taylor made uh new mm-hmm. taylor made golf balls yeah which five, i'm excited about because X. usually we can we can we get golf balls as part of the registration package for the flagstick open so i'm kind of hoping that 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 might be part of our i haven't gotten all the details on our registration package yet but sure. kind of hoping open. that you know open. nick shoots us a some, yeah it's an, some it's an new, interesting new golf balls. ball i mean i've been testing the prototype since december and i would definitely say people will notice a big acoustic difference in it and yeah, that, that was you i read the article that you yeah. wrote i do read what you write oh that's good that's i know nice. it's it's interesting <laughs> you know when it went, when we were just a magazine for those that don't know, I never read, the, read magazine. the magazine. Never, never <laughs> read the magazine. The I didn't like. I did. I was afraid 
to read the magazine. Uh, well, when, it, when it's print, should people realize is that you can't correct anything. Exactly. So, so I do read more of the stuff that we post online because I know if I read something that doesn't make sense or that there's a spelling mistake, it just, it. I just go edit page and yeah. and change it and then right away. And then it gets it off my mind right away. But when I see it in gotcha. print and it's just like, oh, God, did we, yeah. did we really just do that? And so I just never read it. But that's it. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, but, no. Get you know. Yeah, I think people will notice a, a, a big acoustic change with the golf ball. And, you know, that was one of the things that they were after. So definitely a denser feel, something that you would you would see right away. Um, so for people that maybe, you know, they want a, a higher speed ball or something that's, you know, designed previously for, you know, we'll talk about more of the X type golf balls yeah, or yeah. whatever like that. Um, but, you know, found them maybe a little bit clicky or something like that. And, you know, again, this is very subjective as far as how people you sure. know, perceive this, you know, clicky for somebody is soft for another. Uh, and people have to, you know, keep that in mind, but certainly uh, and testing the prototypes uh, and then getting to the finished version as well and doing some tests with that. And hit a lot of balls in the last little while um, looking at, you know, differences in between the two. I haven't noticed massive speed gains with it. I mean, there's obviously some claims and things re related to that, but I would say from the density standpoint and the feel standpoint, uh, it's a, it's a big, big difference to the point, like right away, you're like, Oh, okay. Like that it's, it's that noticeable. Okay. Whereas a lot of time you, you wouldn't get that. So, um, yeah, kudos to them. And you'll see some more stuff from them soon. You're going to start to see some funkier things coming out from a few different manufacturers related to golf balls. So cool. we'll... Now, there are plenty of other equipment-related stuff we sure. should talk about, yeah. but we're not going to right now. Um, but if you want to check that stuff out, flagstick.com. All over um, our social. Yes, and all over social. Um, getting back to TaylorMade Adidas. Yeah, for the flagstick. The flagstick open, uh, which is presented by TaylorMade Adidas, um, has been for quite some time now, and we're happy with that partnership. Um, all of our 120 spots now have have been filled. Yep, and I will say filled temporarily. Mm -hmm. There's always some cancellations, changes, and stuff as we get closer and closer and closer, even right up to within a, within a week of the event. We're still having some changes, so. <laughs> um, you can still register. You go right on the waiting list. And then if we put you in the field, then you'll be charged for your entry fee at that point. And just note that um, we will be opening the registration for the flagstick shootout within, I would say, before the Golf Expo. So before the uh, beginning of March, we'll be opening registration awesome. for that. I'm just finishing up with some details on some things. So, okay, okay. we got to get out of here. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we love about golf. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Flagstick Podcast with Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. When you golf on Prince Edward Island, there are over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. Not to mention countless miles of pristine beaches and a rich world-class culinary experience. So get here fast, then take it slow and play around on Island Time, Golf Prince Edward Island. Well, welcome back to the Flagstick Podcast uh, with myself, Jeff Botter, and of course Scott McLeod. Um, yeah, good front nine. Is that how you pronounce it? Solid front nine. McLeod. McLeod. Well, I guess it depends on it depends on whether I'm doing my normal. I'm you know, hey Scott, how's it going? Voice or my radio <laughs> voice, my oh, podcast voice. Oh boy, you know because. Don't don't tell me for a minute that these guys that do radio all the time have the same voice off the air as they do on the air. 
There's always a little bit more enunciation and stuff when they're of course. Anyway, so I just dragged out the McLeod. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. You know. Okay. Uh all right. Good front nine. Okay. Solid front nine. Uh don't know what we shot, but it was good. So let's uh let's see how much better we can do on the back nine. The back nine presented this week by Celtic Golf Center. Located only 20 minutes from Ottawa in Kempville, Ontario, Celtic Golf Center is indoor golf at another level. Featuring five state-of-the-art Trackman simulators and two new Unicore simulators featuring GS Pro, Celtic Golf Center can offer close to 10,000 golf course options, including many major courses, some with island greens, some with beautiful azaleas. You figure it out. Play rounds with friends, practice full swing golf analysis, uh, or play golf games. Visit CelticGolfCenter.com to learn more or to book your tee times. All right. Yeah. So this is not, this is not me Miyagiing Daniel no. uh, Daniel Sun's uh, so here's the deal. leg. But... Here's the deal. Okay. I, I mean, one of the things we talk about a bit, we talk a lot about social media and golf and so forth. But, you know, there's there's a fair bit of overreaction sometimes. There's a fair bit of negativity. And I think one of the things that doesn't get appreciated as much, although there are some segments of, of social media where people focus on it, is the things that are good about stuff. There's and we've good. done it before. There's nothing good. <laughs> and is, that, we, is that the negativity you're talking yeah, about? You know There's what? nothing a, good in this world. Everything is bad. <laughs> we did a feature. Yeah, it makes it seem that way sometimes, which I think sucks, really. Um, and I know we did a feature on it a few years back. And I remember talking to a lot of people about it and what they love about golf and stuff like that. And there was just a really positive reaction to that mm -hmm. story. Um, just because it got people thinking differently as opposed to going to play a round of golf and you immediately, you know, people are talking about what went poorly, you know what I mean? As opposed to thinking what went well, which is the same thing when we start to think about golf as a whole. And, you know, I played this game for a long time as have you. And I think as we age and play the game more and get involved with it in different ways, we start to maybe appreciate the game a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to kind of have a general chat on some of the things that maybe we love about golf, just to get people thinking about what they love about the game. And then maybe they'll, maybe they'll take that to heart this year and, you know, maybe it enhances their experience a little bit more. So. Interesting. Well, I know, I know your list is a lot longer than mine. Well, um, we'll see where it goes. But, I mean, um, your list may be a few things, but it might lead to more discussion. You just, yeah. So, I guess for me, I mean, these the, I, I jotted these down in no particular order other yeah, than what, no, what no, kind no. of came to mind first. But sure. um, it's actually the last one I put on my list that probably for me is one of the things that really keeps me um, interested in in playing. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it keeps me interested in playing. Um, is um i had you know it's going through this whole different list in my head and then this one popped mm -hmm. into my head is the is the variety and the uniqueness of of, of where you play hmm. and i'm one that yeah yes i'm a member at a club i'm a member sure. at a couple of clubs um i don't play those clubs <laughs> that often but it, perfect, but i do play golf <laughs> you know i mean it's like yeah you're a member. I'm a member of courses, particularly the one that's closest to me in Metcalf. I'm a member of that golf course for from a for a convenience standpoint. It's, sure, it's two minutes from my front door. If yeah. I want to squeeze in a quick 
three or four holes, I can do that. And I guess that that sort of springs into something that I love that I do love about golf is that you can be fortunate in some respects to be able to do that where you can just, I just want to go play three or four holes. Yeah. It's hard to do in a lot it, of other sports. It is I mean, hard to do in a lot yeah. of, you, you know, if you want to go to the, you know, I don't know. If you want to go bowling. You don't necessarily go to the bowling alley and go play two frames three, three and frame, go home. No, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little bit more. Yeah. Or yeah. you, you know, you don't Structure. go to you anyway. So that's sort of one I didn't mm-hmm. drop that on my list, but just as I, as I mentioned, you See, know, going and playing you. three or four mm-hmm. holes, yeah. you know, that's something that I do love is that you can just go and do that. Um, yeah. You know, or you can go to a driver range and hit a bucket or whatever the case may be. But it, it, it sort of, it sort of meets that need because sometimes yeah. people will recognize this. I mean, if they're golfers, they sometimes have that urge where they just, they have to play golf, yeah. you know, and, and it could be a case of just, again, just hit one shot and that's enough to satisfy them. And, and so for me, going. it's the, the variety and the uniqueness of, of where you can play. Mm. You can go anywhere yeah. in the world mm-hmm. and play golf. There are very few places in the world where you cannot mm-hmm. find a golf course to play golf at. I mean, I'm not saying they don't exist, but I mean, guy, you'd have to look pretty, pretty long and hard to, to find some places in the world where you can't play golf um, places that you'd want to go anyway. And you can play golf, but you know, you can go down to a vacation in Florida. You can go to California. You can go to Mexico. You can go to, you know, Bermuda. You can go to Hawaii. You can go somewhere in Canada, Quebec. You can even go to the Arctic, you know, and, and probably play golf there. So, but it's the uniqueness of when you get there. No two, no two golf courses are identical. No. Um, and as much as you'd like to think you have played a golf course where all the holes are the same, they're not. Yeah. They're all different in some respect. Whether it's length, whether it's a bunker, whether it's a bump, whether it's a hill, they're all different. But most golf courses are, have 18 very different holes. Or nine. Um, or you know, 12. Or, or 12 three. or nine or three or whatever. But the, it's it's that I like to go places and play golf. That's what I like to do. I like to go play a different golf. I'd like to, I would like my entire golf season to be playing a different golf course every single day. I can't do that. <laughs> You know, I don't have the time for that. Maybe sometime in my life, I can just travel around and play a different golf course every day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But right now, that's not possible. But I like that. Um, I liked last year when, uh, um, you know, at near the end of the golf season where my son and I were, we were just, we played different, we played a different golf course every day for like five days. Like it was just... You know, and courses that I hadn't played in a while that had changed that were different. That that's something that really intrigues me. I like going to the first team, going, okay, what do we got? I've never mm-hmm. seen this before. Second hole, I've never seen this before. Oh, this is awesome! Look at that. You know, I I like yeah. that. So yeah, and I me. mean to continue on that as well. You know, um, I, I grew up on some pretty rustic golf courses. Yeah, Let's just say sand that. greens, sand greens. Um, you know, just. Who's Nine done that? A lot. And if you're living in Saskatchewan and stuff, yeah. a lot of people haven't because they might turn up their nose at it. Yeah. But that adds to the experience and realizing that golf, you can't just sort of pigeonhole it, you know, as far as what a golf course no. is. And I think when people do that, I think they miss out on the, the scope of the experience that it can be there. Yeah. I see so many people that maybe drive by, 
you know, a nine hole golf course that, you know what, maybe it's not the best condition. Maybe it's not, you know, made by a world famous architect or, but the people that are playing it love the game they're playing golf. So, you know, I'm as excited just to drive by some country golf course and pop in and, and get a chance to see what they've done to, to be around the game as I am to go to, you know, a highly rated, uh, you know, golf course that, you know, yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's great to play what's considered world-class golf courses where top pros and things play, but you're right. That variety of it and understanding that the game is more than that. And you see where it's played, whether it's a, you know, crappy driving range in the middle of nowheres or, you know, a par three course that some guys, you know, carved out of the woods and then turned into a business. I mean, those are all showing, they're an expression of love for the game of golf Mm -hmm. And, and the people that are playing there don't, maybe not, don't, don't know any different. How many times have we done that, Scott, in in 20, 20 plus years? What are we at? Where are we at again? 28, 28 28 years of doing this. Mm -hmm. How many times have we just randomly, you know, maybe been doing delivery of magazines, maybe coming back from someplace and stopped at a golf course that we just drove by just to check it out? All the time. I, I always say to people, I've been to more parking lots than yeah. than played golf courses. Like they'll ask me, they're like, Oh, how many golf courses have you played in Ontario? And I'll say X number, but twice as many I've been to their parking lot. Yeah. And I even thought about it today. I mean, the number of golf courses that I've had the opportunity to drive around or walk and maybe mm-hmm. just didn't have the time to play, but still had a great experience of just seeing it and appreciating the fact that this is the grounds or the place where people connect with the game and a game that they love, you know, and a lot of kids, that's, that's where they're going to start. And and it's a loss sometimes when, you know, some of those little golf courses go away because they, they become the incubators. Um, And you you can ask all the top pros, a lot of them didn't start at country clubs. No, they're, they're, they're not about that. It's about the golf aspect of it. And, And you're right. That variety, that's, that makes it exciting all the time. I remember the times all the times doing delivery back when we when we started the Central Ontario publication and we were doing yeah. deliveries and stuff like that. All the places and all the little nooks and crannies that mm-hmm. you know that we found. Yeah. Um, you know, even you know, a, a a golf course that's sort of obscure and not as known, such as like someplace like Shelter Valley Pines. Mm, awesome but, golf course. But yeah, but then there was the other little golf course on the road on the way in. That I think it was Shelter Valley Creek or something like that. Yeah. It was just a little nine hole thing. I don't even yeah. think it's there now, but I think they're both there actually. Are they? Okay, yeah. so yeah. The, I nothing about it wasn't even on the delivery radar. Yeah, to to yeah. go to that golf course and we're just driving in. Thing is that is that it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, way, yeah. It, you're like no, no. It's way up there. So well, what's that over there? Yeah, <laughs> there's a golf, golf course, course over yeah. there. Yeah, so you discover, you know, and and that's and and yeah. I want to play that golf course. I, yeah, and it was fun you know? to go back. I went and played Shelter Valley Pines. I went back and played with with Hickory. And you're right. It, it was doing some of those things. And I used to overnight kind of in the Durham region when we used to do that delivery. Yeah. And I can remember going out the one night and um, playing this nine-hole golf course. It was a par three course. Uh, and I just joined up. And this will lead into something else. I joined up with these three ladies that were playing because I asked the pros, Andre LeBlanc, if you remember Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just said, hey, I'd like to get out. I'm just better than sitting in a hotel room. I, I wouldn't mind playing. And Is that the one on the on the main? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, on the road, yeah, yeah. Off, off okay. Taunton Road there. Yeah. And uh, Taunton Road. 
it probably has a different name now, but whatever the case may be, uh, it was Salem Ridge or something like that. Yes. that point. And uh, I just remember saying, hey, you know, I'll, I'll go play. And then he's like, well, you know, it's it's sort of sort of ladies night that's out or whatever. But, you know, guys are playing, too. But, you know, the only group I have for you to play is these three members. And they were like, oh, no, you don't want to play with us. And I'm like, well, sure, I do. Why not? Do you, do you like golf? And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm like, OK, perfect. Let's go. And I can remember we had a blast. We had fun. I helped them out with their games a little bit. I remember, you know, taking pictures with them in the end, laughing and, you know, connecting over and and writing a column about it afterwards and just Mm -hmm. saying, you know, that randomness, you know, so that leads us to is that those golf courses can also lead to those experiences of meeting new people and connecting because you have a mutual bond. It's not like a stranger. No, they they may be not somebody that's been known to you before. But golf is your bond. You're, that's you're, the connection. You're, you're both golfers, and and that's where it starts. And I I love going on the random tee sheet at the golf course that I'm at, and you know just popping into a group, popping into a group. I'll be on the putting green. Hey, there's yeah. a spot. Go out. I mean, last year I met grad students. I met you know a chef. I met you know it's just all these different mm-hmm. people. I, I met a guy who <clears> was uh, an Australian uh, military officer. We still stay in touch. You know, yeah. because he was supposed to hear for a little bit, played golf, had a good chat. I learned more about, you know, Australia in those, you know, four hours than I've ever had in my whole life. And we still chat and we still connect. And golf and... golf has that. And and now mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Yes. There's always a chance that oh, yeah. you yeah, yeah, join yeah. up with a group <laughs> yes. or you join up with somebody and it's but you get a story like, out of that. <laughs> oh my God. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I cannot play 18 holes with this person. Like, I always bail after no way. nine. <laughs> yeah, so there's always that. Right. But for True. every one of those, there's a yeah. hundred of the of the other ones. And Agreed. I remember we played around a round of golf one time. We just randomly had someone join up with us, and he was the uh, pit reporter for NASCAR on NBC. Oh yeah, remember yeah, that yeah, at Stonebridge? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like, okay, yeah. what are you doing in Ottawa? Yeah. And, you know, and you get the whole backstory and it's you have a great time and you're talking, I'm a NASCAR guy. So it was like kind of cool to talk NASCAR with this guy. Well, who would have thought? Yeah. Well, who would have thought golf? Golf is the connection. It's like everybody right. and anybody is somehow connected in some way to golf. And yeah, and, and who knows? it's a, it's, a, it's its own language as well. And, and you know, oh, it's a language. Been, but been fortunate, same same case, been fortunate to get paired with lots of different people, play with different people in tournaments, people that, you know, people would maybe know from a, we'll call them a celebrity aspect of it, because mm-hmm. they excel in particular sports or, or entertainment or whatever the case may be. But it's always funny because you, you all they want to do is talk about golf. They're, they're mm-hmm. you know, you want to get a story a, a from them on one thing and they want you to fix their backswing, <laughs> you know, which is yeah. amazing. And you realize that, yeah, they're just, they're just people. And, and you're right. I mean, I think that was both, you know, on the list for both of us. And, and that's, that's something to love is that opportunity that golf creates to connect with 100%. people that you wouldn't connect with in another way. And, and that's one of the blessings of golf for sure. So one of the other things I love about the game is, is the com- the competition part of it and hmm. that when when you think about competition for some sports you know it's for a lot of sports it's there, it's it's winning and losing and the game is played one way there's right. only one there's only really one way to win and one way to lose now sure you could probably make up different games about winning and losing with other sports but very few sports have the set 
sort of variety of invented games within the game itself. You still have to hit the ball. You still have to putt the ball. You still have to get the ball in the hole. But the games that come along with it, whether it's uh, bingo, bango, bongo, whether it's match play, whether it's skins games, what I mean, the list Endless. could go on and on Endless. and on and on and yeah. on. And if you've ever played any games, you know, you're a member to club and you go out with a with your men's night group or your ladies night group or your mixed night group and the, the little side games and stuff that are going on and, and all mm -hmm. the little point structures and things like mm -hmm. that. Like it's just golf has that way of, you know, I love match play. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love playing match play. I hate playing stroke play, um, but I'll do it. And the reason is because stroke play is, is definite. Mm -hmm. I make a bogey. Right. The next hole I make a bogey. Now I'm two over, right? You know, and I'm I got to make up those bogeys or hope that somebody else makes bogeys so that I can get back mm -hmm. into the game. But in yeah. match play, I can make a quadruple bogey, right? Make two pars and be up in the match by one. Yeah, even and, and, even, and, even though the same the person I played, yeah, made two bogeys in a birdie. Sure, on you know top what I mean. Of that like as that's... well, when when we look at things like you know indexes and stuff like that, you know, you can obviously negotiate mm -hmm. with the person you're playing with. You know, if you got a buddy that's you know maybe they're not quite the same ability or whatever, um, you know, they can give you strokes, you can give them strokes, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. You're right; it, it's it's malleable. There's a, a many many different. Oh, nice word. Mm, thank you. Nice word. Um, there's many many ways and formats to go about it, and it does have that flexibility. Um, you know, a lot of sports do have that, but I think golf has lent itself to to having that bit of competition because, you know, people realize that they're not all equals, but mm -hmm. in some ways they can be. And that could be random things that are within that as well, that yep. people people come away from an event and they, they feel, you know, gratified because they've won a, a side game or they've won a skin or they've, yeah. you know what I mean? They could have shot a million, but, you know, they, they pick up, you know, a nice prize for a, a, a random skin because they, you know, hold out a shot or something like that. And yeah, it, it provides that extra satisfaction that way. And I think competition, exactly. competition as well can be, you know, it can be also with yourself 100%. Uh, in, in golf, which is great you know, recognizing that, you know, it's, it's up to you to try to improve and uh, you know, your goals are sometimes what matters more than anything. Well, yeah. And, and even things like, you know, teaming up scrambles uh, you know, best balls, you know, how many times we've gone on our little road trips and stuff. And we play a lot of golf on those road trips. And I yeah. guarantee that when you're playing that much golf mm -hmm. over that short a period of time, Simply going out and playing your own ball stroke play can get it's really, really monotonous after a yeah. while. Yeah. So, Agreed. you know, we have done numerous times where we have just done a scramble. Yeah. You know, we're just going to play a scramble. We play quicker. There's no pressure. We're trying, trying to hit the miracle shot every time because mm -hmm. nobody really cares. Sure. Um, and it adds an element of fun to the game, you know, so... You know, I, I, so yeah, 100%, that's one of the things that I love about the game is just what the, the the competition side of it and what you're able yeah. to do with the game within the game within the game within the game yeah and i think it, it it adds an element too for motivation i know a lot of people if they don't have something to play towards they they don't feel motivated to work on their games right mm -hmm. they, they, you know they they set goals and you know maybe they just try to do something better than they did last year or you know they have an event that they want to qualify for or get into yep. you know we're here obviously hearing that now you know as we get players that are saying hey i'd love to play in the you know the shootout 
I like to be good enough to, to get in the shootout or whatever. So, you know, that's a person's goal. So, you know, so that's, that's a great part of it as well, as far as that, that self-improvement for sure. Now I noticed on your list, you have, uh, you put sort of the independence. Hmm. So explain, yeah. explain the independence. I, I think the, uh, I think the independence is, is an interesting aspect because a lot of us get used to playing team sports. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we grew up and we, we play hockey, we play basketball, we play volleyball. And yes, you can have certain things within that, that you can do by yourself. But uh, in the end, there's no defense in, in golf. I mean, weather, obviously the golf course, whatever, but it's up to you. You're the element to, to control that. And once people sort of realize that it all depends on you alone, and it's up to you to try to figure out how to solve that puzzle. I think there's an, there's an intrigue there. And I know for me that that was part of the, the part of the thing that I liked is I, I didn't have to depend on a, you know, I didn't have to depend on a good set and depend on a good pass, uh, you know, from somebody else. It was up to me to figure that out, to hit the shots. And, you know, while that might be daunting for some people to have that responsibility on themselves Mm -hmm. for others, you know, you are, again, you are competing against yourself. So that's that independence of being, you know, alone and having to do it. You know, when it comes down to it, if you're standing on 18 and you need to make that birdie and it's you that has to hit that shot, nobody's coming over to hold your hand nope no well they might they might but you know but i tell but i tell my but i tell my students that as well i mean (laughs) you can sit there and coach and and help them out from a a coaching perspective and a lesson perspective but in the end they're the ones that hit the shots and that's why i always say you know coaches get too much blame and too much credit because the player in the end has to hit the shot so you're trying to coach them in a way so they can learn so that when they're out there they're not turning around to look to dad to, you know, approve whether they're going to hit the shot or not. It's, it's, it's on them. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I'm going to, we're going to, we'll, we'll do one more point sure. and yeah. it's from your list and, and I, I like it. So I want to finish with it um, right, sounds good. because there's, there is some, uh, there is a, a, a lesson to be learned from it as well. Um, you put on your list that it's time away from your phone it's time away from social media. It's time away from the off. Like it's time away to spend yeah. some time with golf friends, whether they're your everyday friends or just generally people who also are golfers that like to golf. Um, the reason I like this one is because for a lot of people, that is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be time away. So what I'm noticing more and more is when I'm out golfing with people is that what's supposed to be time away from all of these distractions is a little bit becoming uh, more and more those distractions are entering the um, the space of the safe space, the space where you're supposed to be able to turn the phone off, stick it in your golf bag and and not have to deal with emails and text messages and and Facebook and TikTok and and X and all that and now you're seeing the phones in the cup holders carts having phone holders you know um instead of them being put away they're out on display all the time and now they're creeping into what's supposed to be 4 hours away from all of that to 4 hours continued usage of that that's why yeah. I liked it on your list and I wanted to yeah. kind of discuss it. Yeah, I think we're all guilty. Um, you know, uh, you know, there's certainly 
some things that have to be taken care of from an emergency standpoint, you mm-hmm. know, obviously to be connected that way. But um, if we lose track of real experiences, I think we miss out on life. And, you know, unfortunately, the the jobs and the roles that we're in, especially from a media perspective, we're overconnected. Um, but it, it's important to take that time to connect with things that are real and happening and not worry about maybe people that really don't have an impact on your life, mm-hmm. um, and, and recognize the people that are around you. So, you know, I look at it this way, when you're going out to golf, there's that opportunity to, okay, I booked it off. I've got a way I can focus on what I'm trying to focus and tournaments are great that way. Mm -hmm. It's a little different in casual golf because people, again, you get the phone out and stuff like that. Um, But when you have restrictions for tournament play, for an example, say our PGA events or or whatever the case may be, and you're fully committed to that time and you're focused on that movement, you sort of get a better feel of what life one was like, Mm -hmm. but two, what it should be like in a lot of cases and understanding that, you know, any communication device has a place in the world and that's about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you want to be, there's nothing worse than maybe playing with a group and you want to have a conversation with somebody and you look over after you hit the shot and their heads buried in their phone. Yeah. And here's the thing. So the, all the great things that I love about golf that makes golf so much different than other sports we, um, we can do a whole other thing on things we hate yeah about exactly <laughs> so the, the the thing about this particular thing that i love about it is also one of the things that i find i'm disliking about it so yeah i love the fact that you can get away from the office you can get away from all this stuff and you can just go out and be with nature be with friends and just do um it is also a sport that is very technologically connected now we have apps on our phones for for uh, swing analysis, in-game stuff with the Arco system and your clubs. We have uh, we have GPS in our phones now for um, you know for yardages. Mm-hmm. We have all the stuff that's that has us on our phones during uh, during our round of golf. Other sports, like you're playing pickup hockey or playing tennis or pickup basketball or pickup volleyball, you're playing. Yeah. So you can you can check those things out at the break, but mm-hmm. you can't do it while you're doing the actual thing. True. So, yeah. Unfortunately, the the thing that makes can make golf a great opportunity to get away from those things is also one of the things that because it's golf, you have carts, push carts, you, you can time. really kind of just you can still stay very much engaged mm. while you're golfing. Now, Maybe that's not a bad thing. At least you're no. out. Maybe you're you're at least you're out of the office for that four, four and a half hours or two hours if you're playing nine holes or mm-hmm. you know, that time that you're at the driving range hitting balls and you you know, you, you can sit down for two or three minutes and look at your phone, and then go back up and work for twenty minutes on your swing. Maybe there's a good there's a good thing involved there as well, but you know, I think it's I think it's just a balance. And I'm I mean, I sort of relate it uh to, you know, I was in Northern Ireland and I went into this bar that basically is um, they have lockers on their tables. And basically when you go in there, you have to lock your phone in your locker on the table. And it's basically a conversation bar is what Mm. it is. And if they see you pull it out, like the staff will, they have it a couple different ways. There's a couple different places. One, the staff will lock it and then unlock it when you're, when you're done, there's one with a locket and you can get into it in between. But if you pull it out, 
uh, you have to buy a round of drinks for, for everyone. So, um, hmm. but it, what it does though, is it forces people to have conversations, to go back to, to doing things. And you're right. You know, it can be a balance of the two, certainly. And it is different in the fact that we do have time between shots. So obviously that gives that opportunity, but I think it's the realness of it, of a real activity of a, you know, it's not, you're not playing, you know, a video game. You're doing something that's legitimate, real, and it's in front of you, and you have the opportunity to push the other parts away if you like. There you go. All right, let's leave it at that. Um, let's hear from you too. Yeah. Uh, if you want to leave a comment, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you want to leave a comment uh, on the on the video uh, with uh, with some things that maybe you love about golf, uh, or if you want to drop us on social. Um, you know some of the things that you love about golf we'd like to we'd like to talk about those on on another episode of the show Definitely. um but uh, for now we're wrapping up yeah. for another episode of the flagship podcast um thanks uh, again to our sponsors metcalf golf club Celtic golf center presenting sponsor golf pei golf Prince edward island is premier canadian golf destination boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country over 400 of them, fairways closer than you can possibly imagine, top-tier accommodation and exquisite culinary experiences, the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. So book the golf vacations and tee times at golfpei.ca. Uh, well, I'm sure that you are, but we hope that you're enjoying and hearing and watching uh, what we're bringing to you every week. Uh, be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, X, Facebook, um, TikTok, subscribe on spotify audible google podcasts and apple podcasts and um don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel uh, like us click the notification bell make sure you never miss a single episode get over to flagstick.com for even more amazing golf content delivered to you every single day and please be sure to subscribe to the free flagstick digest newsletter so that you get that content to deliver directly to your inbox three times a week um as always we appreciate you tuning in but until next week, I am Jeff Botter. That's Scott McLeod. Remember, always go for the stick.